As Madeline Kahn might say in Blazing Saddles, welcome in, bienvenue to Leavenworth, Washington, the uh, Bavarian center of Washington State and a place that has become a huge tourist destination. It's great because it's centrally located right off Highway 2, so just two hours from Seattle and just two hours from other parts of the state of Washington. And it is a gorgeous day here in the Front Street Park. And it's going to be hot, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Now, a lot of people who, since we started the podcast, and people who know us go, Jim, Carrie, you guys are always at five-star resorts. You're in, you're in Itutaki, you're in Fiji, you're in Dubai, you're in the Maldives. And here we are, showing that it doesn't always have to be five stars for us. We took the great Evergreen State road trip this summer in July, and uh, we did some pretty rustic places. You know, people think all we do is international, but we don't even realize how many wonderful things there are to do in our own home state, just a couple hours from home, and that's why we're doing this show for you. So just like the Griswolds, we packed up the family truckster. AKA Subaru. (laughs) And we headed across the state from western Washington all the way to north central Washington, just a couple of minutes from the Canadian border. We went to Spectacle Lake up in Okanagan. And again, uh, north central Washington, if you're not familiar with it on the map, pretty much the middle of the state, but near the very top. Again, just 10 minutes or so away from the Canadian border. And this place has a special place in your heart. This is where I grew up going to ever since I can remember, and it is like turning back the clock. You just don't find places like this anymore. One, because they're too expensive probably to operate, and two, I don't think that the Land Bureau of Land Management lets you build a place this close to a lake. It is absolutely stunning. I've been going there since I think I was probably, you know, an infant, and then even so, my parents started going there each individually without even knowing when they were about four or five. So this has a lot of family heritage, and this was, I think, a fourth-generation trip we just did there. This place is a throwback to a different time. It's a throwback to, I guess this place was built, what, in the 30s? I think it was the late 50s, they'd said. Okay. But either way, uh, your parents went there 60 years ago. Correct. When they were just little tykes. And according to them, very little has changed. Very little has changed. I think the swimming pool, they said, was the only change. But the pool was there when I was a kid, so the pool had to have been there, you know, at least 40, 45 years now. Probably longer. And certainly it's been updated. They've added some new wood and things, but the design and the whole structure and I think the ambiance has not changed. Clearly, like, for example, the floors were relatively new, things like that. Some of the materials they've updated, but really the design and the spirit of the whole place has stayed the same. Yeah, and what's great about it is when I was growing up, we always camped there, and they probably have 25 campsites, um, some of them with lake views, but they also have what they call their motel or resort units, which is basically a fancy word for cabin and I had never stayed in those before because we'd always camped and this time in unit five we were lakefront and you couldn't have done any better it just was really like turning back the clock we had you know double bunk beds and the basic kitchen and I think our refrigerator is probably older than we were but then our cousins were next door and some of their things were more updated but it was fully equipped and a great value for the dollar So we packed up the car with all of our stuff, put on our favorite patriotic shirts, (laughs) and uh, we we headed across the state, driving across the highway to Spectacle Lake. And from where we live in western Washington in King County, it was 
What was it, about four or five hours? Well, because there was an accident along the highway, it took us about five hours, five hours, 20. But it should have been a little about four and a half. It's only about 210 miles, but because you're going over the mountain passes and literally over the river and through the woods, it took us significantly longer, but it's a gorgeous drive. And it's kind of fun to see different parts of the state. I mean, I saw some of it growing up, but not a great deal of the middle part of the state. So it was great to drive through and see OMAC. It was great to drive through and see Lake Chelan. And Lake Chelan, for those who don't know, it's it's a very popular tourist destination during the summertime for people in the Northwest. Me personally, this is just me. It's not my favorite, but I know a lot of, but that's just me. A lot of people do like it. It's extremely popular. But I got to say, um, Chelan is very, very popular, and I personally find it a little crowded. I don't see what all the fuss is. And for me, I thought that Spectacle Lake was a great alternative to driving and going to Chelan as far as the crowds were much smaller, much more peaceful. And again, the Spectacle Lake Resort is a throwback to a time when America was really in love with the car, the age of the car, where you would get in the station wagon and you would drive across the country or you drive across your area and go to a resort like this. And again, it's it's a very simple place and I really enjoyed it. I mean, the the resort part, the building where we stayed, again, it's a it's a one story, it's wood and it's a, it's a throwback to a different time. Oh yeah, you can't go in expecting air conditioning and fancy appliances, but it had all of the necessities. We'd done a Costco trip before we left. We brought all the items that we needed in our cooler and everything we needed for cooking all three meals a day was right there at our fingertips. And that's what I love. I love outdoor dining. I love sitting at a picnic table, lakefront, you know, having my coffee, watching the sunrise and getting out there and going fishing first thing in the morning. No fuss, no muss, no need to get dressed up. I mean, a pair of shorts and a tank top and your flip-flops is all you need for the whole week that you're there or however your length of time would be. And there is no air conditioning, so keep that in mind if you're a person who needs the circulated air. (laughs) Uh, One of the people we were with was like, if it just had air conditioning, it would be perfect. And again, you know, it's a little rough around the edges and considering the places we stay you you I guess you could be critical of that but I mean you have to manage your expectations when you're going anywhere you know what is within the realm of possibilities and what the expectation is and this fit my expectations perfectly I think they knew it they do a nice job of supplying you with with the right amount of silverware and plates and dishes and tongs and some things you're going to need so those type of instruments and those incidentals you won't necessarily need to pack if you just like Carrie said pack your food and your clothes and your sunscreen your fishing poles and your bait you're, you're gonna have a good time yeah I mean two of the units there I guess technically did have air conditioning the larger ones we weren't aware of that and and I think other families probably booked them years and a year in advance so if you really want air conditioning you can check with them and see if that you can get those air conditioning units we actually knew it was going to be a little bit hot so we threw in our box fan with us really glad we did because it does tend to cool down a little bit at night we'd leave the doors open there's louvers on the windows and we'd cool off in the evening time so i never felt it to be miserable and if it gets too hot literally go jump in the lake we saw many people doing it it would seem to be a lot of multi-generational family groups that were there much like ourselves people that have been coming there for decades that would take over a couple of units and they'd all be put their picnic tables together for their dining We barbecued every single lunch and dinner, which is just pure heaven for me while watching the lake. 
and they supply grills there at the lake, uh, little portable Weber grills that you can use. Uh, be sure to check them. One of the ones <laughs> that we had, uh, the legs fell off of it. Kind of top it over. Uh, you know, and, and to be to be fair, the the thing looked like it was in good condition with a visual inspection, but it just wasn't. And we took it up to the office. They replaced it. No big deal. But just just a little uh, word to the wise: those things do obviously get a lot of wear and tear. Each of the units also comes with two Adirondack chairs. We also brought some extras with us. We have some great camping chairs that we took with us. And you can rent boats there. You can rent your standard metal flat bottom rowboat. You can rent boats that have uh, an outboard motor on them. A lot of people there brought their own boats. And you can also bring any number of water toys. We saw everything from inflatable sharks that people had brought to inflatable slides. You can kind of really enjoy the area in the lake. There was a group that had a boat, that had a speedboat, and they put this inflatable on the back that was essentially a couch. <laughs> it was an inflatable couch. I wanted to ride on it, but we didn't make friends with them fast right, enough. Yeah. Back in my day, we drug inner tubes, and we had to hang on for dear life. Now you ride the couch. And now we have inflatable couches. It was a great experience. My, my favorite thing, one of the things we always do when we take a trip is when it's over, our segments are over, we do what we call the three best things. So we have to pick our three favorite things on the trip. Hands down, number one, my favorite thing about Spectacle Lake is that it hadn't changed. It's what, exactly what my memories were of being 10 years old, swimming in the pool, getting out there fishing, everything remained the same. The only difference is, I think I only caught two rainbow trout this time as opposed to when I was three and a half and I caught about a dozen of them. But I hadn't been fishing in 30 years, so I figured two is a pretty good number. And we had a great time fishing. You do, don't forget to get your fishing license. If you're going to go, you do need to do that, of course. And there were some really good fishermen and women there on the lake. We, we did okay as far as them, but there were some... Our neighbors people, did really well. They pulled out some big ones, and there's there's trout in the lake. There seemed to be some some perch. There's, there's Sunfish. Yeah, there's, there's quite a variety as far as the fish in Spectacle Lake. So, I mean, if you are looking for a destination that is affordable, kind of a throwback that you want to share with your family and show your kids, this is what we did when we grew up, when we were kids, I would completely recommend Spectacle Lake. I think, like I said, me personally, I think that Lake Chelan is, is nice, and I know a lot of people like it, but I enjoyed this much more because there were fewer crowds, and again, this is one of the things that I always stress when I'm traveling. You can have a similar experience with probably less cost and uh, with fewer people around. Absolutely. And for those of you who are trying to figure out where is this spectacle lake, because it is one of the tinier lakes, it's not like Lake Chelan, which is the largest lake in the state of Washington. Go ahead, look at your map, find the town of Tenasket. It's about 10 miles outside of the town of Tenasket. That would be your closest landmark. And that's kind of what they call the lake region. There are many lakes in that area, but there used to be dozens and dozens of these lake resorts in the 50s and 60s, and there's just a few left. So this one's a nice hidden gem. There, I think that we were talking to one of the maintenance people at the property, and he said Spectacle's the last one left on the lake. The other two have since closed in recent years. So it's nice to be able to support something that's family-owned. The current owners have owned it for 26 years. Prior to that, there have been only, I believe they said, two other owners. But it was so fun to just kind of kick back, turn back the clock. But for those of you who cannot disconnect, yes, they have Wi-Fi. It's not the best, but they do have Wi-Fi. <laughs> there are no televisions, at least in uh, the uh, regular units possibly on the end I saw a satellite dish on one building but who knows what that would be it could have been stuck there from 25 years ago too <laughs>
So I would absolutely recommend Spectacle Lake as an option for you and your family if you want to go somewhere fun on the summertime. And we did take some stops around our uh, trip. We didn't just zip over to Spectacle Lake and zip back. Uh, we stopped in uh, Omac, for example. Well, first we should talk about Tenasket, I guess. Let's talk about Tenasket is a cute little town. Small town. <laughs> and the grocery store is adorable. It hadn't changed since I was a kid. I think I knew where everything was still because it was exactly the same as it was 40 years ago. And it's funny because you, you, you see the sign for the grocery store and you turn around the block thinking that's the entrance and the entrance isn't there. <laughs> you go around the next block and the entrance isn't there. You go around the next block, nope, sure enough, it's not there. And it's on the last block, and it doesn't even look like an entrance. It looks like the loading dock to the back of a grocery store. But yes, that is the entrance. And I think it's also connected to like a feed store. Ace Hardware store, because there always has to be an Ace Hardware and some sort of Western family in these small towns in Washington. Yeah, so Tenasket is adorable, and it's got some restaurants and uh, some bars and some things there. So you can stop and enjoy some of the small town life in Tenasket. It's a good place to pick up your perishables too. Like we had a few things that we knew wouldn't be great to have in the car for multiple hours on our drive over. So we went in there. Prices were totally affordable. A lot of times you get in a resort town and your regular item that costs, you know, a dollar at home costs you $5. They haven't marked up anything. It was really quite affordable. And they couldn't have been nicer. They were so <laughs> friendly and so they were joking around with you. Just, just lovely, lovely time. Uh, we also stopped, and we can't recommend this enough, we stopped by OMAC for lunch, and we went to probably one of the greatest restaurants we have ever been, and we have dined literally all over <laughs> the world, and this is a place, definitely a five-star review, one of the best meals ever, and one of the neatest places ever, the Breadline. Yeah, the Breadline opened, I believe it was 1981. What I did was we were trying to find a place for lunch, and I googled restaurants near me, and once I saw that they had, uh, I think they said homemade pizza and bakery, that caught my attention. So we were on our way. <laughs> and it's just this cute little place. It, um, it's got all of these uh, old-fashioned decorations everywhere from old oil paintings to an old jukebox to an old uh, gas pump. And there's just, there's a Charlie McCarthy. There's all kinds of artifacts and little knickknacks and tchotchkes from days gone by. And it's arranged, if I did it, it would look like a junk store. But they have got such an amazing eye that it just looks fabulous. And everywhere you look, there is some little item from the past. And it's just homey and it's cute. And sometimes you go to places that are really well decorated, but the food is not so much. But this place, the food was delicious. Yeah, and as you head towards the back of it, then you, it catches your nose because there's a bakery there. And oh my gosh, I... I don't think I've ever been to a place where there's too many great options that I literally couldn't decide because they had a half dozen kinds of fresh breads they were making there. They probably had at least a dozen desserts to choose from and everything looked fabulous and it was all made that morning. And it was an old school bakery like you would expect. Nothing like a Safeway, old fashioned, but wow, their bread there, totally five star in my world. And I'm a bread connoisseur. <laughs> it smelled amazing and it was delicious. And what about that salad bar. Oh, I'm going to dream about that salad bar. That's worth the drive itself. I haven't seen salad bars in too many places, but when we were walking in, we kind of went in with the mindset of pizza. Once we saw they had a salad bar and we went to check it out, wow. 
every kind of fresh produce you could think of. They had, I think, six different proteins, homemade salad dressings. Just, they don't do it like that anymore. I mean, the overhead, I'm sure, for these kind of places is expensive for a salad bar, but this was $8.95, and it was all you could eat for lunch, and it was probably the best salad bar that I've ever been to. And the other food was fantastic. Other people were getting uh, regular salads. You could order off the menu, and those things looked like a haystack. They were so big. They had uh, great burgers from what we could see, and just a tremendous menu. And a friend of mine, we posted a picture on uh, my personal Facebook page, and a friend of mine goes, you got to go there for dinner. It is incredible. So I cannot say it enough. If you go by OMAC, if you're just driving through the state, uh, anywhere, anytime you come across OMAC, whether it's on uh, vacation or business, family, what have you, you should definitely make a point of stopping by the bread line. Yes, I will be going there again. <laughs> That's for sure. Another place we stopped by, which was just outside of OMAC, was the uh, relatively new casino that has been opened up, the uh, 12 Tribes Casino. And I think it's just a couple of years old from what we were able to discern by asking people. Yeah, I think I think the gentleman who had was a little hard to understand, it said July two years ago. So, And you can see it up on the hill as you're driving through OMAC on Highway 97. I swear it looks like it was built by Ikea. At first I thought it was a college dormitory because of all the bright colors and the way that everything was stacked on top of each other, but nope, it was a casino. And it's very modern. It's got um, a hotel attached already. Um, it's And again, it's obviously has the gaming floor. And we walked inside, and I think it's really well appointed. Um, I don't know if there's like a company that uh, puts together that you contract to design casinos, but there seems to be because, uh, you know, it had everything that any casino I've ever been at has, has except maybe on a little bit of a smaller level. Uh, obviously, all of the gaming tables and the slot machines and what have you, but it also had a nightclub. It had an Asian restaurant. It had a, a coffee shop style restaurant. It had a bar. Um, it had, okay, I will say this. As great as this place looked for, and we're not gamblers, by the way. We don't gamble, <laughs> but we're fascinated, I think, by casinos. Most definitely. Yeah, and we have some friends who gamble, and so that's the only reason we're mentioning it, because we know that is it's very popular, so if uh, that's your thing, I would, I would check out the 12 tribes. But the, there was one thing that was a little odd. Um, it had a little corner of the casino under a, a lower roof, which didn't make any sense to me, that said non-smoking area. So, and I know that there are some people who game that uh, don't smoke, but it reeked worse of smoke back there. I swear they stopped with the ventilation with the non-smoking area because they figured if people weren't smoking, it didn't need ventilation. But, wow, it was more smoky in that corner than anywhere else, including standing by a smoker. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a little of, uh, of an odd design. But I will say this, speaking of a good design, we were walking by and you felt a blast of air. Yeah, I was like, what is that air on my leg? And I realized they have air vents in the floors about every 12 inches apart, which I've never seen. And I've been in plenty of casinos. I go to Las Vegas a lot for business. And I don't know if it's a new thing or maybe I'm just not very observant, but they had built in so that it blows the air upward and tries to circulate it so it didn't smell as smoky as a lot of casinos do. Yeah, so if you're a non-smoker, I would skip the non-smoking area <laughs> and just try to find a corner away from yeah. everybody else near one of the fans. And I think that's probably 
a better Chili's. But all in all, I was I was very impressed. Yeah, by the and we were there on a you know we were there on a Wednesday in July at you know eleven o'clock in the morning, so it wasn't it was not busy. There was nobody at the tables. I would guess maybe a dozen people probably at the machines. But it would be interesting to see what it's like in the evening. We looked at their lineup for their upcoming concert series. They've got some good people coming. They've got you know then. This circuit this year, I think in September, we were looking at on September 9th, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany with your host, downtown Julie Brown. So it was a throwback. Wubba, wubba, wubba. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they obviously bring entertainment to OMAC. And like I said, it's not the biggest gaming floor we've ever seen in the world, not the biggest facility, but it seems very well appointed and it seems to have a lot of the things you would expect from a, from a facility, a gaming facility of a much larger size. I was... I was impressed. So uh, that might be something to consider if you're if you're driving through OMAC and you're a gambler and you want to, you know, and play some cards or, or what have you. And now here we are at our final destination. Leavenworth, Washington, the Bavaria of the Pacific Northwest. Now this place has been popular in Washington State for, for years. I know people that come here. And if you're not familiar, it's, it's Little Bavaria. And we are reading up on it as exactly when this all happened and they made the switch and you know so much of washington state's history is based on natural resources logging in this area that was for sure and it was on the the cascade highway and the railway and so that's why this became kind of the destination but unfortunately in the early 1900s the whole town burned down and they had to start all over and also you know like a lot of the logging towns or a gold mining town or what have you eventually the resources don't replenish and you need to switch your business model and according to the history we read in the 1960s they came up with the idea to model everything in bavarian style and you come here and it just looks like it's very german Oh, they've done a really great job. It's fun to see the logo at Safeway is in a German style. Every building is in a German style. Starbucks is in a German style. When you go inside, it looks like a Starbucks anywhere. But from the outside, they've done a great job with the fonts and all the buildings. And I think that for people that maybe don't have a chance to get to Germany and they want to get the kind of the German experience, this is a great place to come to. And I would be curious to see if, like, the town charters, if the bylaws say that you must have a facing, you know, you must be German-themed, or if it's just something that you're going to cave into pressure and just, you know, go with it because, well, clearly it's a success and clearly it's a moneymaker. But you walk through here and it's got all kinds of different shops and Bavarian-themed goods. They've got a Nutcracker Museum. Even the hospital looks like a Swiss chalet. I couldn't believe it. I felt like I was in a ski lodge in the Alps, and it was the hospital. But they've got, you know, one of the, they're most most notoriously known for their Kris Kringle Christmas shop, which is absolutely adorable. It's a two-story shop, open year-round, of course, and we spent quite a bit of time in there with wonderful displays, really good pricing, and wonderful collections. My wife loves Christmas. She loves Christmas decorations. I enjoy it too. And just all of the decorations and the music. I mean, here we are in the dog days of summer and you walk in and it just puts you automatically in the holiday spirit. It doesn't feel awkward or weird to be there any time of year. Not at all. And like, for example, today, one of the goings on is during the summertime on the weekends and then select Thursdays, there's an art fair going on in the Front Street Park. So as we're sitting here, they're setting up for the art fair and I'm excited to go see what they're selling there. So not only can you get your typical T-shirts, hats, even holiday decorations, but you've got, you know, locally made and locally sourced artwork that to purchase. So there's a lot of fun things to buy and see while you're here in town. 
and they have a ton of events. There's art in the park, there's a farmer's market. Uh, this summer, I think they do this pretty much every year, that the Sound of Music plays at the local theater. They do all kinds of different uh, art-related things and festivals here all year round. Most definitely. And I think the area is most well-known has become super popular is for their tree lighting in the month of December. Because we're in the mountains, they get a lot of snow here. So people will trek over here or take over, take the Leavenworth uh, winter train over, come for the tree lighting. And they do it either three or four weekends in the month of December. And it's super popular, super crowded, but it's one of the highlights of the holiday season. But what I noticed this past year is that they actually extend the lights through February. So they leave them up through Valentine's Day. And as we're looking at the trees, they're kind of still hidden up there. I don't think they bother taking them down because it's probably a hassle, but everybody wants to come over and see the whole town lit up in lights, and it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, our neighbors leave their tree and their uh, <laughs> lights up through Valentine's Day. Doesn't look as good though. No, definitely not. But if you're not a person that's into shopping and you think, gosh, what else is there to do? I'm not going to come over and walk through a bunch of stores. I'm going to get bored. This is an outdoorsman's paradise. We're located right here on the river, and you can do river rafting. You can go inner tubing. There are hundreds of hiking trails within the vicinity of it. As we were leaving our accommodations this morning, they showed, I think, a half dozen trails that basically you could walk right out your door and go hiking. So if you are into the out-of-doors, you are set. We saw people at breakfast this morning switching from flip-flops to hiking boots to go out for the day. And years ago, we came with some friends and we went inner tubing and we floated down the river. And it's just a fun way to spend a hot day in the summertime. Yeah, it's going to be 99 degrees here today in the mountains, no less. So if you plop into that ice cold river, it's a pretty wonderful day. And we were joking that the people next to us had an inner tube for each body as well as an inner tube for their cooler. Yeah, that year we saw some people floating down the river, kid you not, with an inner tube that held their cooler. And it was a, a case, a cardboard case of 42 Coors Lights. <laughs> I didn't even know they made a case that was that big. No, but for 10 years later, that's still a long-standing joke with our friends. <laughs> 42 Coors Lights. Oh, but so again, you don't necessarily have to be athletic or to enjoy some of the activities here. And of of course, just like many tourist destinations, they've got the zip lining and, and other things that you've come to expect these days at resorts. Oh yeah, there's so many things to do and a lot of the hotels have pools, but I think really the river is the focus and there's so many wonderful parks here. We came down to the Promenade Park last night and went for a nice long walk along the riverfront and if you want to cool off, you just hop in. It's just really nice. They've done a great job with their public spaces here in Leavenworth. And as Carrie's mentioned, they've done a great job with making this a year-round destination, whether it's summertime or making it a very quaint Bavarian Christmas. And this is a pretty popular place year-round, but obviously as things become more and more popular, that can drive the prices up. What do you think people are going to pay for, for accommodations here? I would say, I mean, you could probably start at an entry-level property, low season, midweek, not December, probably in the 60s to 70s. Currently, they are completing building um, of a brand new Hampton Inn, and I think I read they're hoping their opening rates are going to start at $99 when it opens later in July, but we will see. But I would guess those same accommodations weekends in December during tree lighting season, probably in the upper 100s, low 200s. Another place we came across last night is a brand new hotel. It's not yet open. They're just starting a soft opening. That's called the Post Hotel, which looks stunning. It's located right on the river. And the key thing is that it's a spa resort, which is adult only. 
as we were kind of observing it and looking at it from the outside and kind of peeking in the windows, it definitely looks like the closest thing you're going to find to a five-star resort here in Leavenworth with 55 rooms and spa is of the focus. So that's one we're going to have to come back and check out when it opens because that's really a neat way to do something where you're getting full spa treatments, but you're also able to enjoy the cuteness of the town, relax after maybe a day of hiking or inner tubing with a couple of spa treatments. So the Post Hotel is one to keep your eye open, but it's only open on the weekends right now until July to September. It looks like something out of Sonoma. It's stunning. It has so many neat features. They have lounge chairs that are out in front of each unit, and we saw some photos and renderings of the actual facilities, and it is stunning. I mean, I can't wait to see it. And Previous to that, the most luxurious place here has always been the iconic Sleeping Lady, which is wonderful, but that's a family-friendly. So if you're looking for a romantic getaway, you want to really treat yourself to something nice, I would uh, take a peek at the Post Hotel. I would recommend, me personally, I think you want a hotel probably in town so you can walk around and really enjoy the atmosphere. For sure. When we came here 10 years ago, we actually rented a house with some friends, and it jokingly was advertised as on the river, but to this day we can't figure out where they considered the river to be because we had to traipse through our neighbor's field in their yard to get to the river, so... You know, we were much happier this time. We just literally, we stayed at the Howard Johnson right here in town, walking distance to town or driving distance if we, because it was 99 degrees last night, a little bit uh, too hot to be walking around on the main highway. But there's so many places to choose from. You've got everything from your classic 1950s motels here, luxury accommodations, timeshares. I'm sure there's 100 VRBOs within a one mile radius, home rentals. And right here on Front Street in town, I can see about three hotels that are literally right in the town square. And I would guess these are the peak, peak prices in December because you're right there at tree lighting. What about Spectacle Lake? Do we know the pricing of the Spectacle Lake Resort? We, her her uh, parents treated us to the Spectacle Lake Resort. Do we know? I think can't, I can't recall what campsites are, but I think that some of the accommodations started at about $75 or $95 a night, depending on the units you had, because they had what they called the studio units, and I think it probably does vary by season. The property is open technically year-round, but they do most of their business between Memorial Day and Labor Day. But as we were speaking to one of the maintenance people, he said actually they have been staying open through December, because it's good for bow hunting, I guess, in the area. And then they kind of quiet down January to May. They're really not open very much, probably on a request-only basis. And I don't know what the category we were in in Spectacle Lake, but I would recommend trying to get a lakefront property. There are buildings of different shapes and sizes all around the Spectacle Lake Resort area, but I would get one that uh, faces the lake so you get a nice view and you can just walk right out and enjoy the water. Oh, yeah, and our cousin's a professional photographer, so he was getting up at 2.15 in the morning with his wonderful camera equipment, and he got pictures like I've never seen of the Milky Way before. He just sat out there and set the exposure and it was so wonderful to see his photos because he's got an eye for art like I just don't have. So if you're looking for something that's a throwback to days gone by, that's a throwback to the vacation movies, I think you can pack up the family truckster and uh, make your best Clark Griswold (laughs) and uh, drive across the state of Washington and head to Spectacle Lake or Leavenworth. Or it's a great combination, which I'm really glad we did that because when we were done with Spectacle, we didn't, weren't ready to come home yet, so we're really glad that we did a stopover. Granted, last night we were saying, gosh, we could have gone all the way home because we're only two hours from home right now, but we're really glad we stopped over because after we're done with this podcast, we're heading to the bakery, which is the original uh, oldest business here in town, for their cinnamon bread. And that'll be a whole nother three-hour podcast <laughs> for Carrie. I think I should do a podcast called The World's Greatest Cinnamon Bread. 
perfect. So again, it's it's rustic. You need to manage your expectations and expect that it's going to be a little warm, but I think that's part of the charm. I will say this, the water in the shower spectacle lake was hot, which <laughs> exceeded my expectations. You know, granted, it, and I, I liked it. I thought it met all of my expectations. It was charming. It was very fun. And I know that uh, our cousin, who's the photographer, Jeff, he said, I don't know the last time I was this relaxed. He just unwound and he took a couple of naps during the week <laughs> and that's really what he wanted and it was perfect. Yep, if you're looking for something super relaxing, you want to turn back the clock, not like feel like you have to, you know, pack fancy clothes and get dressed up and just enjoy everything that's all about the out of doors. I think it's the perfect family vacation and I wasn't disappointed and I was kind of worried. I wasn't sure what Jim would think because we have stayed at some wonderful places, but it is exactly what you think of when you think of, you know, family vacations of of before. And again, you can pack your own food or you can bring food and you can also buy food and get restaurants here in Leavenworth and they've got everything. Obviously, there's a ton of brats, there's a ton of beer, there's a ton of bread and some burgers, but there's also Mexican food. There's there's a number of different places. So just like any tourist town, you can pretty much find what you want to eat. I was kind of intrigued by the bicycle that had a couple beer taps on it going by last night. I think it was the Icicle Brewing. I was kind of thinking, that must do a really a lot of business here in town. But as we found, you know, there's no shortage of restaurants. I think that I was reading there's like 65 restaurants here in town. And every one of them with a different theme and a different style. And we found a great, actually hamburger restaurant last night that was recommended by a local that was all locally sourced uh, uh, products we sat out on the deck and I had the misters going and we just really enjoyed our dinner and kind of watched the world go by with a view of the mountains so I think for ambiance for charm for homespun appeal I don't think you can beat it so again I would uh, pack up the family pack up the kids pack up grandma don't put her on the roof of the car don't <laughs> don't be that Chevy Chase okay but uh, I think that uh, for us for a great family Family vacation for ambiance for small town charm I declare the great evergreen state road trip of 2017 the best trip ever <laughs>